Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for That's What She Said. It's the podcast you did not know you needed. It's where us, a few washed-up athletes, get together and we talk about absolutely nothing of note. Georgie Parker here, former hockey roo Ashley Nelson and former Matildas captain Mel Barbie Airy joining me. Now, listeners, apologies for a couple of unannounced week off. Cup week got the better of us. Bubs, you were drinking with friends in a park, so that's astonishing news. And Ash got a new job, so it's all been happening in the That's What She Said camp. Who wants to go first with their big news? Me, 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 please, me. No, hey, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. You're free. Break free, break free. No, I'm absolutely, like, I didn't realise how shit I felt. (laughs) I think we all knew. Yeah, I kind of you, you kind of assumed that I felt shit, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing all right, you know, doing all right. And then um, got into a, you know, we had ten mates at the at the park, all within twenty five k's of our houses. Oh, so we, now, yeah, we can do whatever we like now. But we we made sure we did all the right things, and we wore our masks, and a lot of other people weren't. But you know, we we felt good about ourselves, and. You know, it all it all helps. But now we can go anywhere we want. I never thought in all my life that I would say, yay, I can go to training more than 25 kilometres from my yay. house. Yay, yay, I can drive to <laughs> Frankston. Yay. yay. Don't, you, don't you reckon now you have, like, you have to start considering about where you buy just in relation to who's within 25 k's of my house because they're the people that I want to have picnics and parties with should lockdown sort of occur again. So, you know, Parker, I might be able to see you. I think that you might be sort of just on that 25k border, so that's nice. Um, but, you know, it does really make you consider <laughs> Is that things a good that you thing haven't or considered. A bad thing? Oh, you look like fun. <laughs> You, you look like you had a good night the other night with, uh, what was it, your cops and uh, thieves' right. uh, hens party? Yes, I did. I had a very good night. It was a hens party and the bride, she's actually um, a detective in the Homicide Squad, so she's actually, like, pretty good. Like, that's proper. pretty cool. She's she's actually got a she's real a, job. She's a proper cop. She's a proper cop. And... Uh, yeah, so then we had crims. The theme was we all had to come as crims. So I went as Money Heist. We had Chic Pearl Corby. We had Benny Cousins. We had Ted Bundy. It was we had the Hamburglar. It was a very I loved creative it. night. I, I love how much people go to the lengths in in your circle of friends. I mean those those um, those end of season parties that you always showed us were always top class. <laughs> well that's what I thought it actually was. I thought it was an end of season party and then yeah, I'm me like, too. Oh, wait a minute. It's actually that's the hand in a there's nice a stripper little, there. Like, exactly. There's a stripper there. What that's an end of season trip. Woohoo what's going on there? No, it was a great night. But um now we're gonna get into things quickly because Ash you do actually have a new job that you've got to get to. What what are we what are yeah, we talking I don't, about? I don't actually do my hair like this for this podcast. Um, <laughs> not that it's that great, but it's kind of done. Um, so now I'm moving into TV, sports journalism. So that this is exciting, but it does take me about another half an hour to, you know, like to get ready comparatively to radio. So at but the moment, don't they do your hair well. and makeup? No, mate. There's a misconception when you're just a poor journo like I am, not an actual reader. Oh, I do. You you have to make yourself try and look pretty. And when you've got unruly hair, it actually is really a painful process. Yeah. 
I um I always found this because I live in Melbourne with Abby Holmes and she does a lot of TV and I did a bit of radio and we'd go to the same game and <laughs> would leave together and I'd look like a piece of shit because <laughs> radio and she'd be beautiful and doled up because of TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can completely relate, um, but I also love the, the amount of prep you had to do was completely different. So yes, um, Oh, yeah, anyway, so I've got a job, so that's great. So, hey, uh, congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said the difference between working from home. Hey, Stella, working from home and um, working in a real job is completely different. So we've got a... Can you hear my dog? Is it? It's not even Tully this time around. It's Stella. I know, I stopped touching her. She's sitting here next to me. Um, She actually sounds like a... So we can get into things. (laughs) We do... We do have to get into things quickly, but before we go, you know that I love a um, fun fact. Yes. Um, and this is yes. this is a combo, guys. This is a fun fact combined with a fun rule in sport. All right. Ooh. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? A fun, a fun sure. rule. Mm. A fun, no, this is a fun rule. All right. So in the NBA, this is a rule. Per league rules. A player who changes jersey numbers on the same team must buy up all the old jerseys on the market. Wow. They've got to buy a warehouse of jerseys if they change numbers. That is wild. That is a fun fact. That is but crazy. they could probably do that. They'd probably be like, yeah, it's worth it to change from number, you know, 29 yeah, it's just to stops, number seven. It just stops yeah. people from jumping number to number, right? Yeah, because then they wouldn't be able to sell their jerseys. But I think that's really fun. I learned that yesterday, guys. Where that's what I learned in my job. <laughs> yeah. What do you learn in your job, Ash, compared Honda. to that? Um, the WNBL <laughs> is uh, starting tomorrow. Already? Yeah, they've been in the hub. They're up in Queensland, I believe. Fun fact. Yeah, but- I've been watching um, Coles. Uh, Rebecca Cole's um, Instagram, and I thought they were just training, and then I realised that they're not allowed. They're in a hub in quarantine, but they're allowed to train. I'm like, oh, wow, so many Mm, good rules for them. Yep. So many good rules for them. Yeah, I just feel like we're (laughs) shortchanged as soccer players. I really do. (laughs) It's a morning of fun rules. Yeah, but (laughs) poor New Zealand took four months to come and play for six weeks. Anyway, all good. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) let's let's get into it. There's lots to get through at the moment. (laughs) Okay, so now the first thing that's kind of really caught my attention this week, we've had a massive fortnight where we haven't been on air, but there's actually too much to go into in terms of cup, in terms of origin, in terms of NRL final. What I want to talk about, though, is Lisa Alexander. She's the former Netball Australia coach. She's lost her job, and I'm not – they haven't even come out as to why she lost her job after a couple of silver medal performances, and they're thinking that could potentially be it in terms of Commonwealth Games and World Cup. She's come out now, and she put her her hat in the ring for the North Melbourne AFL men's head coach. Coach. Coach, coach, not not performance development, not uh, um, culture management, head coach. Do we have any thoughts, queries or questions? Or oh, I, reckon you've, I reckon you've got some thoughts. Look, I, I first, when I thought about it, when I heard about it, I thought, oh, wow, I didn't know she had AFL 
background. I didn't know that because, you know, many women have to do other sports over the years because we couldn't do AFL, right, for so long that we just travelled down a, a different path. But she doesn't have any of that either, does she? <laughs> she played as a kid or something. And, and, and what she said, and she said, I've watched a lot of it. Same. Okay. <laughs> I've watched a well, lot of US she politics lately as well. Has she studied it? <laughs> Does she, has she have all the relevant qualifications? Are there, yeah. Is there a, a license that she might need for that? I think it's. Uh, I think it's like there's elements of being a coach that you are uh, across sport that you can transfer across oh, yeah. to any sport because essentially a large part of being a coach is actually being able to understand liaise, build rapport People with your players. Exactly. Be able to motivate them, know what makes them tick. That's a huge part of it. And you've got assistant coaches that you can rely on in order to provide information. But you guys would know that as a head coach as well, feedback on structure, feedback on skills, um, development, that's a massive part of it as well. You can't rely on the assistant coaches to be able to do that. And I just, I just don't know. And maybe she has got more of a background in football than what we're aware of. I don't think that she's got that yet. And to know that, you know, she went for a head coach role with North Melbourne, is that appropriate at this moment? Maybe not. But, you know, she's got all the potential to be able to get any other kind of role. If she wants to do coach, get a role maybe in a sort of lower division side to work your way up. But to go into a head coach role at North Melbourne, that's probably where I get a little bit confused with it. And, and, you know, I could be wrong because she could have this extensive background in, in football, but I don't think watching it is necessarily the extensive. I don't think you have to play it, but I think you have to have some level of involvement in previous coaching before taking on a head coach role. Yeah, she'd have to have at least some sort of skin in the game, wouldn't you think? Just a little bit, you know, just to just to say I've been ins and outs and and just to have that credibility when, you, when you're talking respect. to AFL player and respect. Mm. Respect, and I think it just, it, it, for me, I, I find, I know that there's an element of it that's very true, that you don't, you shouldn't need experience when you go, for a female, I'm finding it that you can't get a job because you lack experience, because we've never been able to get the jobs that are required or are deemed as experience. So there, there are certain parts of, or lots of jobs where they're saying, no, you can't be the coach because you don't have enough experience. I haven't been able to get that because I'm a female. So can you cut me a break? So there's a little bit of an element of that that I think, yeah, sure, no problems. But what what makes me angry about it is that there are women that are doing that service that you're kind of talking about, Bubs. There are a lot of women that are working through AFL at the moment coaching those lower ranks that want to aspire to those kinds of things and somebody jumping over that just because they're a female is actually doing a disservice to those people and those women mm. who are doing that to, to oh, aspire yes. to it. I think there is a problem in the AFL in terms, especially at the moment, because of COVID there's been a lot of uh, job cuts to the AFLW programs. Um, if you look at, for example, the AFL women's coach, um, Scott uh, Gowans, is it Scott? Mm. He, he lost previous, his job. Previous North, previous North Melbourne women's coach um, went undefeated this year, lost his job because of COVID, got replaced from a coach in um, from the men's side. And that's happening all around. Bet Goddard, for example, a premiership winning coach with Adelaide Crows in the women's side, can't find a job because people from the men's program 
are coming down and getting the jobs in the women's program. So it's really hard for these women to make these um, these rises through the ranks. But I think it's actually doing a disservice to say I should have the job because I'm a woman when a woman when there's so many people that are doing that time. And I look at it, if it was on the other foot. Can you imagine if Kevin Sheedy went to netball and said, I've got a lot of winning experience. I've watched a lot of this sport. I think I should be head coach of Australia. It would be absolute outrage if it was mm. flipped and turned the other way. Um, you need to have, and like you said, Ash, when I sent you the link, you said, wait a minute, don't you need some form of experience for the job? I'm a bit mm. confused about the whole situation. Um, and sometimes I just think that we need to bide our time, wait till the time's right, pick your right battles, and I don't think this is the right one. There's roles for her in the in clubs. I well, think, I think that as a head coach, plenty of roles. Her experience, she, if she wanted to get into a role straight away that was involved in a football club, you know, there would be like a high performance manager mm-hmm. of some variety. Yeah. Um, whether or not, you know, even if it is an assistant coach, if there's somebody that wants to take a role because of her management sort of skills um, and ability to sort of direct players and, you know, analyse. Um, well, then someone could take her on as an assistant coach. I think that maybe that would be a really good fit. There's no harm in doing that, but a head coach is a big jump. A oh, huge jump. And Look, North Melbourne, though, to their credit, I think they handled it well. They Instead of just dismissing her completely, they spoke to her and discussed options with her. There was no job offer, clearly. Um, can you, can you imagine if North Melbourne did appoint her, though, after <gasps> Ray Shaw? Like... <laughs> Exactly, oh Stella. God. I think they'd be out. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be out. Um, but also on on Reshore, um, hopefully he's doing well. It's been a tough few months for a lot of people, and he's somebody who's really taken a toll really hardly, hardly really hard. So um, don't forget that even though um, lockdowns are over, make sure that if you do need some help, to reach out to the many support networks you can, like friends, family, all those sorts of. Um, things available to you. So um, thinking of Reshaw and his family at the moment. Something caught my eye on the weekend. Um, It was a, just a gentleman, doesn't say names because obviously he's a dickhead, but um, he's just a man. He's just being a man and he just thought, you know what, I'm going to see how many kicks I can take from a UFC fighter and he just, the the whole story is just about him getting pummeled by a UFC fighter that kicks the back of his leg. So his hamstring, for those of us that know the anatomy, and where you usually get corked in an AFL game or somewhere where, you know, a knee is applied, this guy just cops a, a beating with a left foot numerous times and ends up with huge welts on his quad or his hamstring, that side part. His ITB is is absolutely mauled just with the top of his foot. So I was actually thinking, what stupid shit do we do just to be competitive? Like I know I am very, very competitive. Like I could be at the shopping centre and it'll be a race to the checkout with the bitch next to me. Like, get out of my oh, way. <laughs> I'm like that in airports. I'm like that in airports. If somebody's taking the escalator uh, or the travelator, I'm like, um, 
you really should be taking the stairs and I walk faster to just prove <laughs> a point that the stairs is faster. Now, it, this resonates very on sports bet brand because we've got Richard Hummerson at, at the office who is an absolute idiot. We call him Dummerston. He thinks that he can do anything. He honestly, he's like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. To the point that he got, um, oh, Farah, what's his name? The ice skater that won gold, Stephen Bradbury. Stephen Bradbury, yeah. He raced against Stephen Bradbury thinking, I could beat Stephen Bradbury. <laughs> <laughs> Broke his leg in two places. Oh, <laughs> no. Ended up having to have surgery. Ended up getting a DVT because of this leg break, like a serious injury, all because he thought he could beat an Olympic gold medalist. It's don't the same. Think, don't you think Stephen Bradbury would be going, like, what is with me? You know, like whenever I race, like, it's just carnage, absolute <laughs> carnage. It's, it's the same guy who went up against, I'm pretty sure it was like Jeff Horn or some boxer, same thing, went up. I was like, oh, I can take him on. And everyone's like, I don't think you can. And he's there in the ring taking him on. He's an absolute donut because he thinks that he could beat people. And I'm sorry, Hummer, you can't. (laughs) But we love it as his workmates because we go, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's good content. That's a great idea. (laughs) You should definitely go ahead with that. I want to know how people get this unfounded confidence because you know how they always go, oh, listen, you know, practice gives you confidence. Like you know that you go in prepared. Like these people don't prepare. They just have this confidence where confidence. all of a sudden, you know, that they go in, they're like, oh, just the, the sheer belief that I am going to be faster than Stephen Bradbury should get me across the line. It's the same as, you know, people that go into Australian Idol and they think that they can sing and they're just so dumbstruck <laughs> when all of a sudden they're like, you are awful. Um, but I, I do think as athletes we do try and compete with anything that we do. Like I've got this bad habit that, if I leave a place at the same time as someone and we're going to the same destination, yes. I will want to win and I'll try and take sneaky shortcuts in order to try and make sure that I get there first and then, like, just roll into the car space and say, oh, I just cruised here, you know. Meanwhile, I've <laughs> been fanging it around the corners. It's been like Tokyo drift on the way there. No, then you, you sit there with the merit points. <laughs> you turn your car off and you stand outside the car like, oh, been here for ages yeah where <laughs> you been where you been? been i've been here for so many minutes we're really you got there 15 seconds ago and are rushing anyone, to get out of your car else do that or is that just 100%. a bit like it's so no 100 it's, it's so athletic of us isn't it yeah 100 yeah. and, 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 and this and joalas i mean that doesn't go fast <laughs> it and i've spoken about this man before and nothing will ever beat the man who tried to beat kathy freeman at questacon the <laughs> science museum in canberra and went through a wall and literally broke his back because he thought he could beat the gold medalist olympic Kath- champion kathy freeman it happens a lot at the olympics olympic time when people look at gymnasts they look at oh, synchronized swimmers divers oh I think I could do that. Winter Olympics is a great one because it's so far out of our realm of possibilities, Australians, to even attempt it. You think, can't be that hard to do curdling. Curdling, curdling. Curdling with my milk. Curdling my milk. It happens at the Olympics because you think, I mean, it happens to an extent with me with footy. I might, can't be that hard to kick a ball. I mean, it's 
harder than I thought. <laughs> you know? Hey, you should go for head coach role at North Melbourne. Yeah, I might. I might. I've got winning experience. I've won. I've won actually, I didn't win much. I got second <laughs> a few times. Well, I didn't win much. Well, is that where we're going by North Melbourne? Is that how we're ranging success? Are we? Yeah, we've won. Well, that's what I'm. Lisa thinks. Um, or we're getting to that time. Half Nelson with Ashley No Guns, but nice hair Nelson. Yes, thank you. I actually spoke to a random person the other day that's involved in basketball, and I said to her, I was like, this is on the No Guns Nelson thing. And I said to her, um, oh, can you get back to me? My name's Ash Nelson. She goes, yes, I know who you are, No Guns Nelson. I'm like, <gasps> oh, my God, we might have another follower. We have another <laughs> Oh, my God, that's incredible. Maybe. And also that my nickname is now starting to travel the earth and therefore I can never go back to the gym because people just know me as No Guns Nelson, you know. <laughs> that's the only reason. Only reason, only reason. Now, um, note to self, have to cancel my gym membership. Um, <laughs> it was already cancelled, Ash. Get a on. refund. We all know that the American election has been happening or has happened and was happening for WhatsApp, like, I don't know. It was like a, a trilogy. It was so, it went never, for so long. It was like I've the never watched, watching The Hobbits. I've never watched CNN so much. I felt like the last time I watched american tv that much was like over september 11 i just could mm. not take my eyes off of the um the, it was like a the test polls. match i thought that <laughs> if i looked away there might be a wicket taken there might be a boat drop yeah pennsylvania might you know goes the yeah they're like oh it's a boat drops coming soon oh i was obsessed anyway continue <laughs> it's kind of exciting but i'm glad that we don't have that system here in australia like it's oh. cool and then i kind of went like who actually really sits here cool. and watches another country's elections like we don't do it for any other country really you think about like you know in the UK, like we just kind of find out who like their next prime minister is going to be. So we yeah. just find out as it's Australians about, yeah, about exactly. Australia. I'm like, oh cool, Turnbull, congrats, mate. Like whoever it is, <laughs> on, on a on a Tuesday afternoon, it's like, oh next yeah. minute, it's Scotty Morrison. Hey, but well, then you know, you know that in two months' time, it's going to be another prime minister anyway, with how we yeah. go. Yeah, you don't want to get attached. <laughs> don't get attached. No. Okay, we're 34 in six months. You know. Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing was is that, of course, um, Joe Biden uh, became uh, president-elect and when he was announced by Kamala Harris, he ran out, like, he, what is he, like 80-something? <laughs> 77. And he, 77, he ran yeah. out. Ran out. Like, with a, like, like, it was like, it's a gift It was now. like I'm for wrestling. It was, yeah. It's like, and it was like dark, it was dimly lit. Put your hands together for Joe Biden. And now he comes with his little jog, you know, and um, it had, he was I proving think, a point. He was. I think he was trying to say, like, look at me, how fit I am. I'm in my I'm 70s. Young. But I am I'm not going to die. <laughs> and I am running into this, you know, campaign. Shit show. Um, that I'm, <laughs> <take care of. laughs> I'm running into this shit show. Like, I'm ready for it. Um, Bubs, it probably would have been inspiring stuff for you and um, <laughs> some, he, well, someone your age bubs can still do something so yeah, great we're not gonna yeah. die in mid 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 election there we you go know, sign him up sign him up to the team um i think he ran out to a bruce springsteen song yeah basically and i think it's sort of bruce springsteen's been like a massive supporter of the democrats and anyway i thought that's a 
big call, isn't it, as to when you're running out and you've just been announced as President of the United States, what's your theme song? Like, what do you choose to run out to in order to, you know, really announce yourself? Well, and- mine is clearly Kesha TikTok. Particularly this bit. Not that bit. <laughs> my favourite line of that song is the party don't start till I come in. So clearly, and I kind of look at it as if imagine every single time you walked into a room. Mm. that song was played and I'm thinking you know what like that could even work at, that could work at any party that could work at any occasion at work could work it could work at a funeral I mean particularly my own <laughs> no, I think that that song it just it speaks to me as a person as an individual and look the mood's going to be better when I'm in when uh, I'm there that yeah, party see, I kind of took it as like <laughs> Not the song that I walk into every single time I walk into the room, but, you know, if I somehow was voted President of the United States, what would I, you know, want to sock it oh, well, with? That song still works as well. So I chose this one. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Yeah, good. Lisa Alexander also would choose that song too. <laughs> Come on. so that was um that was all i do is win 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 yeah i also did consider um that this one would be well maybe you play yours bubs first and then i'll throw in the final one oh formation fiance Oh, get into formation. Get into formation, people. Slightly, <laughs> we're going to go into a, um, a a different democratic system. It's going to be a little bit more um, <laughs> in line with what I say. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't say the word. This is the other one that I considered. Um. <clears throat> I actually had a couple. <laughs> Now, this is going like to be the lead into it, though, but we all know. If you're the President of the United States, they might have someone to edit the best bits together, though. Yeah, so he just comes in with under pressure because, let's face it, there is a lot of pressure for Joe Biden. Is after... there? I didn't, didn't, didn't realise. Well, I mean, then again, if you really look at it, coming after Donald Trump, surely you must be able to do a little bit better. Oh, the bar is not set high. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that's a fascinating sort of discussion, isn't it, about your theme song for life? It's actually a song. If you look onto like any, it's an actually a question that when you look onto any um, reality TV shows, it apparently says a lot about you as a person. It's one of the questions. It says a lot about you as a person of what type of song you choose, how arrogant you are if you're someone like me or... Or if a little bit more. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> I think I get selected for a reality TV show if I bust that out. I just think mine would be a, a series of 
movies like people thinking oh isn't that from some movie because I had everything that popped into my head was like the greatest showman Rocky Balboa yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rambo <laughs> you know because it brings back memories of what's happening in that movie kind of thing like yeah. if it's a Rocky it's like yeah I can do anything I'm stronger yeah. than I think you know it's making the the person listening to it feel completely different Pumped right up. yeah Pumped up, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, so elections done and election's uh, done. good riddance. Oh, I'm so glad it's done. Well, we did say the election's done, but we've not spe- finished speaking about the election. It's going to be going on, I think, for a really long time. The internet has won this week. There's a lot going on. But um, at one point during the election, uh, the president, former president Donald Trump, well, I guess he's still president for another six weeks. He just stops. He just says at one point, "Stop the count!" in all capitals. So I'm assuming <laughs> he yelled it. Stop the count! <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like IKEA woman. Start the car! Start the car! <laughs> it reminded Knowing- me as a five-year-old losing chess and just wiping the board. Like rather than losing, you know, just wipe the board clear. So Same with Monopoly. Yeah. I've, yeah. Won. I've got Flip the, the board. Money. Flip the board. Flip the board. <laughs> um, but it made me kind of think there's a lot of moments in sport where we'd go, oh, I wouldn't mind it ending now. I used the example to you, Ash, you know, we were playing a world tournament over in Argentina. We were 1-0 up against Holland. And uh, I don't know about you, Ash, but I actually never beat Holland in my entire career. Um, I drew with them a couple of no. times. I never beat them. Never um, beat them. And then the one time that we did beat them, oh, no, I beat them once. I beat them once. And the second time I we beat them, I didn't play. So, you know. But you didn't not, beat them. Not good statistics. So, yes, once in my career, and that was very oh. early on. <laughs> well, I didn't beat them ever. I, I drew with them once. Um, anyway, so we're playing against Holland, and it was 1-0 to us at halftime. I'd never been so in this good. position before. And we went into halftime like, yes, it is happening. We had a really good <laughs> yeah, year. Finally it doing it. It is happening. We then finished the game 5-1. <laughs> they scored about four goals in it about was eight minutes. It was horrific. <laughs> How did we stop the scoring? <laughs> I actually remember standing there going, am I in a nightmare? Has that just happened? Has three goals just occurred in the space of two minutes? It was it was so depressing. Anyway, I would have liked at halftime to say, stop the game. Stop the game. Is there any moments in sport that you can think of, whether you're supporting, whether you're playing, that you would like to stop the game? Well, um, I reckon that Probably. there would have been a few Collingwood fans in the t- 2018 yeah. grand final against Eagles, like because I rocked. But like two minutes fan. before, two minutes before, yeah. as a well, yeah, but, even like, but even but even early on, like we were getting thrashed, and so I rocked up and actually had completely written the Eagles off. So I think that that would have been one. But I reckon there was that um, soccer one as well, Bubs, the 1997 World Cup. Oh, you just stole was, mine. Oh, you, you explain it. You explain it better than me. Then go for it because you know that's no, your, well, your thing. Our our well, everybody's that has anything to do with football knows about 1997 game against Iran because, you know, we were winning the game. We needed to win the game against Iran um, to make the World Cup. And that Peter, I'm not going to even say his last name, but this Peter guy decides to jump (laughs) 
on the back of the net in Melbourne. So I'm at the game and I'm like, what's going on? Why is the game stopped? We're winning. It's it's all great. It was going great guns. And this guy jumps on the net and just hangs off the net for a couple of minutes and they stop the game and they bring him down and they throw and it and it throws the game into chaos. We end up drawing that game and we miss out on going to the World Cup. And we drew we drew the game. It's not like we lost, but we needed to win it. And, you know, these are the, the days of the Mark Viduka and um, Harry Kuehl and our real, you know, Harry real is quality hot. players. Yeah, yeah, he was hot. <laughs> He's so hot. <laughs> My, mine is... Um... 2003 Rugby World Cup, Australia versus England in Australia, um, Rugby Union World Cup, where we lost 20 to 17, where essentially uh, England rugby just relied on Johnny Wilkinson to kick penalty. That's right. Penalty after penalty. And you know, that he guy kicked it so a- much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he stops in the way he does it, right? That that technique he does. Oh, pops and- his bottom out. You're like, don't kick it, Johnny. Don't <laughs> kick it. Turn your so boat. They end up kicking penalty. They you go. Wilkinson kicked a drop goal, right footed, and England held on to win their first and so far only Rugby World Cup in extra time. And the way they got to extra time was from a penalty from John Wilkinson. So I just would either rather him not play or stop the time (laughs) (laughs) at some point. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, we don't often win World Cups and that one was one that was ours to win and they didn't basically score a try. So stop stop the clock, stop the time, stop the game. But the funny thing is playing in Asia, did you know that most of the time when we went and played in Asia, if there was a, a, a an incident in the game or we started winning or it looked like that we were going to win the game, that other teams just would just walk off. Yeah, they would walk off the field. So literally they would say, stop the count, stop the count, <laughs> we're walking off. So they would do South Korea and North Korea both did it to us. Um, I think then China what did to the it game? to game. Well, they just walk off and then we have to wait until they come to their senses and come back on. Sometimes they would like be, <laughs> we would be in the change rooms for half an hour while they and we would say, no, we're not leaving the field and they would be in the change rooms for half an hour. Right. And we're like, no, we're not leaving the field because if we leave the field they can they can call it off. And they were just so so all they were always just Anything bad happen, like they get a penalty, bang, stop the clock. We don't like it. We're walking off. That is wild. Yeah. And that should not be okay. Because <laughs> Donald Trump at the moment has given a lesson on how not to lose. Yeah. It, it, it's not done well. Um, look, Nick Curios loses better than Donald Trump, and that's saying actually, something. That's saying, <laughs> that's saying a lot, yeah. actually. Now I can oh, say to my kid, look at this. This is the way you don't lose, okay? Lose. Oh, 100%. There's a lot of moments, though. I mean, 2005, 2006, AFL finals, both of them in the last minute. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty of times where I'd just love to just shave off a couple of minutes. Just a couple of minutes. I'm a potato. We roll potatoes. It's my favourite time. It's the Spud Awards. Uh, we rank 
I don't think people need to t- let me. I keep telling people what it is. I think they hopefully should know. Uh, I think it's pretty right. self-explanatory. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to do it anyway for the people who are new listeners. Yes, like old you... mate that called me that No Guns Nelson. They're out there. Exactly. They're, They're out coming. there. So we rank the uh, the potatoes of the week from, and do you know what? I think potatoes get a pretty tough run because potatoes are actually really versatile. I don't know why being called a potato is actually that bad thing. But, I mean, spud. Boiled potatoes, not over. Boiled potatoes, anyway, we raised the potatoes of the week from the worst performed potato, the old boiled, the dreaded boiled, all the way up to the the delicious French fry. Um, what, what? Who wants to go first? Do I want to go first? Do you? I'll go if you like. I'll just um, uh, you know, anybody who knows anybody knows that Megan Rapino. Um, oh. is in and out of the headlines for various reasons. She's very um, out there and outspoken with a lot of things. And, um, look, I'm not going to give her the fries because a lot of people have already said this, but for some reason she's she's piped up uh, via the BBC on the lack of investment in women's soccer. She said, it's 2020. How long has the Premier League been around? And we're only just seeing a club like Manchester United put effort and pounds towards a women's team. Frankly, it's disgraceful. Look, I'm, I I would clap, but it might hurt your ears. Like, I've been saying it for a while now that uh, Manchester United finally coming into the into the forcel is has been a huge lift. But the same thing has happened with Juventus and Real Madrid. Only those teams have just started. So, um, she's kind of put all the onus on Manchester United when it's a lot of teams uh, across the world. Um, But I would like to just, um, she has been quite the political advocate at the moment um, and it's been good to hear her voice come back to to women's football really. So um, she's going to get some wedges from me today with chilli and sour cream. Well, on that, Joe Biden has said before, he said earlier this year, he tweeted yeah. out, he tweeted out, if you want funding for World Cup, you will be paying the women equal pay, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. And now he's president, so he's he's got the power the to do that. Is, well, the thing is, when you're president, you still have to run things through the natural course of things. So you, you, if you don't have a majority in the Senate. Not, not all the time. <laughs> well, not all yeah, the time. I understand, but, but, but. Put, a, put a tweet out, see what happens. Oh, mate. But it puts, pre- it puts pre- what, a, what I mean from that, Bubs, is it's putting pressure on, yeah. on organisations to say actually equal pay is really important. Yeah, and, I, really and, and I think he's the one, like, in all fairness, I would have voted for him, but. I think that's where they've lost their way a lot because they didn't have a president that was advocating for a lot of these things, so people thought they could get away with it. So now that he's backing in, them. It's for equality in, in male, in, in sex, in gender, in yeah. whole uh, race, in a lot of things. So um, anyway. I also I also think that, like, you know, football over in the, the US is massive, particularly like the females game as well. So, you know, they sort of probably need to be the ones that sort of start driving it and hopefully mm-hmm. other countries yeah. will actually start to sort of get on board. Um, but, you know, the quality of the game is, is vastly, you know, improved and always improving as well. So I, I don't see why people can have the argument about, oh, women's soccer is just not as hard or as good as what men's soccer is. It's just not the case. And you see the ratings with the Women's World Cup 
how much people must actually enjoy watching it in order mm. to sort of back up that statement. Exactly. I would also like to say congratulations to um, Pino and Sue Bird for their engagement as well. Good Talk about you, a power couple. Power. Power, power to the people. Yeah. Um, what do you have for Okay. Us? Well, I'm going to throw Sam Newman under the bus and give him – he doesn't even deserve potato, actually. You know what? I'm not even going to give him the, the boiled potato. He gets dirt. He, he, gets, dirt. he gets dirt. He gets a Brussels sprout. The boiled potato was too He doesn't even deserve that. Newman. Dirt. Mm. So dirt. The roots. Yeah. Dust. Dirt, dust goes to Sam Newman. After his tweet, and we've been talking about the US elections quite a bit, I know, but, you know, this has just been, there's so much fodder because of it. So once Joe Biden got elected, Newman said or tweeted, great day for inclusion and diversity, um, shows someone who is mentally retarded and has special needs can attain high office. Congratulations, Joe Biden. I mean, honestly, at what point in time would you think on any level is that okay to bring somebody down that might actually have special needs. And then on top of that, Joe Biden has just become president and Sam Newman is saying that he's got special needs. I'm like, mate, he's a president. Look where you are. Look what you're doing with your life. You're the one that actually needs help and probably isn't doing so well. You're just trying to remain relevant with saying stupid crap like this. Um, I think that there are a lot of people out there that, you know, might be, um, need you know, extra assistance, might have a mental um, disability, physical disability, and would look at that and go, well, you know, I actually am offended, deeply offended. Um, it's it's continual by him as well. It's it, it seems like every month he's doing something that is so not okay with the current times. Um, and things that were acceptable 50 years ago, unacceptable now, and that's not something that you can... Um, rest on just because you used to be able to say things is so outdated it's not moved with the times um and it's continual and it's just disgusting and he's yeah it's it's not okay it's not pushing forward and it's not being progressive like we want to be as a nation and as people with voices yeah yeah so anyway he gets dead he gets dirt lots of dirt for sam newman and i envision in the future he'll be getting plenty more dirt too Oh, well, I think he'll be up there, that big potato. Well, he deleted his tweet, but well, that's that he's getting, like, you know, bad rap from everyone and just kind of trying to protect himself. It doesn't actually mean that he's changed his views. Yeah, exactly. Well, on a brighter note, I've got um, some fries. I love the fries. Um, we ran last week a competition here at Sportsbet where 10 punters, just random punters, got a random $10,000 bonus bet in their account. And our last person to receive it was an 87-year-old, or 87 or 77-year-old named Delphine. Out of the 10 punters, she was the only one whose horse won. They had to race, put it on any horse on Derby Day. Her horse was the only horse that won, and so she took home $34,000. And as a 77-year-old, as an anyone, that's a lot of money, but it's mm-hmm. a 77 year old on a pension. That's even more incredible. And this is how it went with Delphine. Um, and she's getting it because she said that she might do a nudie run. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Yes, this is Felix von Hoff from Sportsbet. How are you, Delphine? I'm very good. I'm still 
Oh, God, we're crying for you. I'll tell you what, I'm not sure whether you're on social media, but you are the champion of sports better than ever, Del. No, I am not on social media. <laughs> how, are you, how are you feeling? Sick. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'd be, I'd be sick for $30,000, $34,000 as well. I think I am sick. I've already racked already rack my car, and I didn't know if it was true or not, and he said, we'll see if it can go in the bank. Oh, there we go. You're a smart bundle. Well, we've, we've spoken to the bank and they've assured us that it is real money, real currency, and it's all yours to spend on whatever you want. Have you got any idea what you're going to spend some of that money on? No idea. <laughs> I might throw all my clothes out and get some new ones. Throw all the clothes out. There we go. So you're doing a nerdy run down the street, are you, Delphine? Are you going to do a nude run down the street? You said you're throwing your clothes I out. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, little old Delphine. So, my, ten, my um, prize go to old Delphine who's going to do a nudie run for winning 34. Great. Little sweetheart. Um, and the fact that she she was the only person to hit a winner that day out of all the 10 punters. So, good on her. <laughs> love her. Good job, Delphine. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well done. She's so cute. Um, you could get to your work, Ash. I do. I do. Been a pleasure, yeah. ladies. And uh, good Been to a pleasure. The, the it's sometimes a good first day. Yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed watching uh, you today, Parker, with um, Stella and Ronnie behind you. A cat and dog snuggling made my week. Yeah. I know. I know. And I thought I it was my tummy. Children. I thought it was my tummy when um, Stella was, rum <laughs> was growling before. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just my perfect dog. I've raised perfect children. Um, my mother like daughter. It makes sense. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Bye. If you're going to have a punt, gamble responsibly. Uh, we will see you next week, hopefully. Don't forget to say hi to No Guns Nelson if you see her. Woohoo! Bye-bye. Bye bye.